Welcome to the Halloween Unleashed Podcast. And now, here are your hosts for the week. Welcome everyone to Halloween Unleashed. I am your host, Chris Morgan, and this week we are going to replay the live episode back from May 9th of this year where we had a mask photography episode. Um, there's no video to this. There was on the live episode because I shared my screen and had a PowerPoint presentation, had everything laid out. Uh, this is going to be the audio version. There's going to be a lot of people that ask the question of, hey, how do I get the video version? Show up to the live episodes, number one. Number two, um, this was a training. So essentially, if you think about it, if you have a gym membership, if you go to a Taekwondo or karate studio, yoga, I mean, you name it, it can go on and on and on. If you have a membership, a training of anything anywhere, you're paying someone a specialized fee to be able to train with them or in their facility. Um, I do trainings. That's part of my job in my marketing business. If you want to train with me and learn all the things I'm talking about in this episode, shoot me a DM. I'll be happy to get you set up on a plan uh, where I can train you. Uh, these are going to be very basic stuff in this episode. But if you want to start learning advanced techniques with the camera, I'd be more than happy to train you one-on-one. -on -one give you assignments and things to go out and accomplish to help make you a better photographer. I want to thank everyone for the wonderful messages, the texts, the calls. Um, if I've connected with you on a very personal level, um, your phone calls and your chats have been uh, very, very helpful um, during a very difficult time last week. I'm doing a lot better. I got a lot of people asking all the time, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Um, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, I get asked this question a lot. You know, was it easier losing someone that you knew was terminal uh, for quite some time? Or was it, or is death easier when it happens suddenly? And I think that you can make an argument for both sides, to be honest with you, on, on which way you deal with it easier. Uh, death sucks no matter what. Um, I'll just say that. But seeing how bad my dad was, um, seeing things progress so quickly, seeing how he suffered, how his mind was attacking him and stressing him out to the point where he had to be on anxiety medication pretty much 24 seven for the last month, seeing how he's not dealing with that anymore. Um, that was comforting and easier. It's not like, and, and many people have commented on, uh, my profile picture with him that was taken on father's day four years ago. Many people have asked, oh man, he looks so healthy. Well, that was four years ago. Um, if it was the man that suddenly just dropped dead that was in that picture, like he went out on a 
fishing expedition and had a heart attack and died or got in an accident, something extremely sudden and he was that healthy, that would have been extremely hard. Um, and you're dealing with all of this emotion and processing the feelings and grief on something that was sudden that you did not see coming. It just happened. And now that's when a lot of uh, therapists and things are brought in for a lot of people and they're able to, um, to help you out from that perspective. This is something that now I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, I did not expect less than a year after he moved over here close to me that uh, I was going to be saying goodbye for the final time. I didn't see that coming. I thought we had two to three good years so he could get to reconnect with me, um, get to spend some more birthdays with the kids and, you know, generally have a, a second wind that didn't happen. Um, the disease that he had, um, typically in the final stage lasts a year and a half to two years. And he was in that final stage for about six weeks. So it tells you how fast this, this disease moved through him. And, um, I'm thankful that he didn't have to suffer for a long period of time. Um, because when your, when your mind turns against you and starts turning into mush to the point where everything, everyone, every uh, basic skill that you have is, is being taken from you to where everything is un, unrecognizable, that is torture in your own mind that you can't escape. And that is something that I'm thankful he doesn't have to go through anymore. As far as how I'm doing, I'm still processing a lot of things. Uh, I've said this in private messages and text message and in phone calls. I'm still processing things. I'm processing the images and the uh, experiences and the smells and everything that I experienced this, those last two weeks. I'm also processing the feelings that I felt for the final days, the final hours, the final minutes, the final seconds. And I don't care how tough you are, how ready you are. If you've never experienced something like that, um, it goes without saying that it's really hard to put into words um, what that experience is like. I'm thankful I got to be there with him when he took his final breath. Um, I am thankful to the Lord above for, for each and every second I got those last uh, several days. But it is um, a disease I hope I never have to hear the name of again. I hope I never have to see again. And just watching someone literally die in front of me for those last few days and hours and minutes and seconds, I hope I never have to experience that ever again. Chances are, in this life, you you might have to. So um, I'm, ho I'm hopeful I don't have to, but... At least I've done it. I've experienced. I know what to kind of expect. Um, I just, it's just something I hope that can finally calm down um, for a little while. 2020 has been a year like no other. And 
no other I hope that we ever have to deal with again. I know there's a lot of people out there besides me that are hurting, that are struggling, that are uh, fearful, that are all of the above. And I hope for each and every single one of you that we're able to end 2020 on a good note and uh, jump into 2021 um, positively and better than we better than we have been this year. Um, so, uh, but go ahead and enjoy today's mask photography episode. You're listening to Halloween Unleashed. Here we go. How many people, before we go to the first slideshow, in the groups that you're in, you yourself, I'm not picking on anybody, but we've all heard it. We've all seen it. How many people have seen the people that posted a picture that say, I wish I could post better shots, but here's my new score? Yes in the chat room for that. <laughs> all the time, every day. Perfect. All right, so we're all on the same page there. All right, so when we go to the first slide, tell me how many people have seen this. How many people have seen that? Type in yes. <laughs> Good old toilet pics, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there, yeah, so we're, we're all in good company here, it seems. It seems like everybody has seen this, okay? Um, now, you know, going forward, how many people have seen that? You know, too often. Uh, yeah. I mean, first of all, let's go back. Let's go back one. Oh, well, no, hang on. This is what happens when you drink too much. All right. First of all, yeah, I don't need to see the, the child's toilet seat. I don't need to see the baby wipes. I don't need to see you know, Uncle Brownie and, and, and the Super Bowl. I don't need to see, you know, your mask that I may own someday sitting on a toilet. Um, I mean, we've all seen it, believe me. And it it's fucking annoying. And I'm sorry to say it like that, but it is. It's fucking annoying. Because it doesn't take much. Like, I had to really try hard to fuck this picture up to wash out the detail and give it, get it under terrible lighting. But, you know, I took this with my cell phone. I staged all these shots. And, you know, we've, we've seen all this, you know, like we don't need to see the soap. And, you know, I hope everybody's washing their hands and doing the, 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 the good thing out there. But, you know, we don't need to see that. What, you know, let me just ask this question and write your answer in the chat room here. 
let me just ask this. Um, what's the most important part of this picture? What's the most important part? The mask. Okay, you're you're absolutely correct. Uh, correct. Um, the mask. Your subject. What you're photographing. Can everybody see my arrow? By the way, can you see my arrow? Yes. No. Why does this thing keep wanting to jump slides? Okay. So if we're if this is what we're focused on, why in the fuck are we seeing all this other shit? Why? You know, it, 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 I mean, seriously, I mean, that's a question. That's rule. That's rule number one in taking a picture. Figure out what your most important shot is. All right. So moving forward, how many people have seen this? Clutter, all their fucking shit all over the fucking place. You know, bread. I had, Yes, I staged this. You know, they got all kinds of shit. This is Quaker Oats. I got my lean body protein, my gluten-free bread back here. You know, we see all this shit. I mean, and again, once again, under shitty lighting, no damn detail, nothing. And it's, and I'm sorry, I'm not picking on anybody. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Not everybody is a photographer. I get that. Uh, but, you know, the biggest thing is, is when you're taking pictures, be aware of your surroundings. This should not be anywhere in your shot at all. So, and, but I see it over and over again. So the people that continue to say, oh, I wish I could, you know, get myself a DSLR. I wish I could take better pictures. First of all, you don't need a DSLR to not have shit in your picture. Because let me be honest with you. If you have a DSLR and you still have all this shit in the background, there's still going to be all this shit in the background, except it's just going to look a little bit better with a bunch of other fucking clutter in the background. So, you know, it just, it, it common sense, you know, a lot of this stuff can be fixed with common sense, but we're going to get onto the rules of photography, but I just want to point out a couple things. All right. This right here, if, if I turned the fucking flash off, if I turned the fucking flash off and I used my little dialer on my camera, on my phone, if I'm using the, the, the house phone on my, on my camera phone, if I use the little dialer to, you know, to bring the exposure down, I can, I can bring out some of the detail on the mask. Now, there's some people, now again, not picking on anybody. You're going to hear me say that a lot, but I'm not picking on anybody. But there's going to be a lot of people that want to put their mask or their object that they're photographing, you know, let me just go back a couple slides. They want to put it all the way up against the fucking wall. First of all, it's flat. I don't care how much detail you're able to bring out in, the ma uh, in, in your mask, but if the thing's all the way up against the wall, you know that right there is going to be flat and unflattering, and it's going to make the mask look like shit. So get the thing away from the wall. Like, 
first of all, this shouldn't even be in here in this room in the begin with. I'm just showing you it's close to the wall. You know, it's against a white wall, so it's already going to be unflattering. There's a fucking mirror there, so it's going to reflect light. I got the flash on, and then I got this yellow, nasty dome light on in the bathroom. So it's already going to look like shit. But just a little care with your shots. Turn off the flash. Turn it off. Make sure that flash is nowhere in sight. That will ruin your fucking mask and your shot immediately. Get it out of the fucking bathroom or the washroom or wherever the fuck it is and get it the fuck out of a messy-ass kitchen. That's another thing. Just get it out of there. But using the exposure dial can fix a lot of your issues. Now, does that shot look better than the one that we saw before? You know, in the... in the chat room put yes or no if it looks better than let me go back to this slide if it looks better than that okay still using my camera phone that's it my cell phone i white balanced i brought the fucking dial down to expose the detail on the mask rick ramby did this rick did an amazing job on this mask why would i want to show that or that, or fucking Uncle Brownie over here. Why? Why would I want to show that and make him look like shit? You know, it's just come on. You know, so going back here, it's properly exposed. It's white balanced. You don't see a yellow cast in there. Um, yes, it's still close to the wall. But if this is all you have, okay and you're just going for exposure, look, I cut out the fucking soapbox over here, that unflattering shit over here. I cut that out. Cut the fucking towel out and the plug. I don't need to see that. Limited the sink so I don't see that very much. I cut out as much as I can. Cropped it. And then I brought the dial down. The hair is still exposed, and the mask is still lit. And it's the proper color white. All right? So when I tell people, show of hands or yes in the chat room or just put a why, how many people have seen me on post say or has heard my previous podcast when I did something on cell phone photos or I said, find the least amount of weathering that your eyes see, that your eyes, your eyes, your own eyes, not the camera's eyes, your eyes, look at it in a room if you see one little spot. See, I I uh, exposed for this little spot right here. How many people can see that arrow that I'm circling right there? So that's what I exposed to. So as, as soon as I see through the camera that I see that little spot of weathering starting to show up, I know I'm in range with what my eyes see. I'm never going to get it perfect because your eyes are different than a piece of glass. Your eyes should be better than a piece of glass. If you wear glasses and all, and all that shit, I get it. There's technicalities. I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking about as soon as you can see with the naked eye or a pair of glasses, some weathering, you're like, man, this thing's really weathered. And then your picture comes out looking like that you did something wrong, okay? It should never look like that if you got weathering on the mask, period. Artists like myself, 
and Rick and Matt and, and several others out there. They work hard on, on, on making you guys happy. You know, I know I take a lot of pride in the stuffing of my mask. Now this is just on a mask stand. Looks fine. Uh, but roll of paper towels works, but you know, if you got a thin pole, it can distort it. Well, that's another subject for another time. But yeah, I mean that right there, that is just one Oh one right there. That is the easiest thing I can do is just crop out all the unnecessary bullshit and expose this thing correctly. If this is all I have, but most, you know, when I see some of these photographs, sometimes I think that some of these people live in a five by nine room, you know, because it's like, don't, don't tell me that you don't have other rooms that have just better ambient light from a window, which we'll get into, you know, there's, there's other things. Um, so you don't need special lighting. You don't need to cram into a little box bathroom and you're listening to Halloween Unleashed. I've got a new age girl. Tell us what she's like. Environmentalist girl. Does she ride a bike? She has a crystal necklace. She spends a lot of cash. Oh, her vibes are rather reckless. She's heading for a crash. Or a flowing skirt blowing in a transcendental wind. And she wonders without knowing where did we begin. Mary This, this is going to cover DSLR right here, uh, but believe me, just because I say that this is going to cover DSLR, all this stuff, does not mean that for those cell phone users out there, that this is the point where you tune the fuck out. This is going to benefit you too. Why? Because all of this applies to what I'm going to teach you and when we get into the cell phone areas. So... Um, before I get into this, uh, Dylan says, do more yellow lights make the shot harder or that can that be white balance out? Dylan, hold that question. That's a great question. I cover that a little bit later. So just, so just stay with me. All right. The three main rules of the camera that you must understand bar none, whether it be cell phone, DSLR, the Canon Mark IV, Mark V, the $5,000 kit that, that you can get it out there. Whatever it is, these are the three main rules. Understand these. And we're going to go through them one by one. Number one, ISO or ISO. In digital photography, ISO measures the sensitivity of the image sensor. The, sample print, or the, the same principles apply in film photography. The lower the number, the less sensitive your camera is to light and the finer the grain, which I'll show you a visual in just a second because I'm probably speaking Greek to a lot of people in here. Uh, by choosing a higher ISO, you can use a faster shutter speed to freeze the movement. So let me break this down. Um, all right. So DJ Pillar's just trying to get in. He sent me a private message, says that he couldn't hear me. So I just told him to join audio. Uh, so somebody could post that to him in case he's waiting. Um, so anyway, what does ISO mean? Has, has anyone ever seen that word ISO? Do you have that on your camera phone? So let, just let me know. Um, yes, no, maybe. Do you have that on your phone? 
so it, it measures in 100, 200, 400, 600, 800, 1000, and it just keeps going up. In most cases, like if you got a DSLR like I do, uh, what's going to happen is the higher the ISO number, the grainier the image is going to get because you're going to be allowing more light in. You're going to be allowing more light into your sensor because it's talking about the image sensor. But the problem with that is by allowing more light into your sensor, you're getting more grain because your, your sensor is compensating for the higher number to allow more light in because you're shooting in shitty lighting conditions. So if you got to keep raising that ISO number, I don't ever go above an ISO 800, but most of the time I'm between 100 and 400. So that should just give you a clue. Even my outdoor shots, my outdoor shots are an ISO 100. So all of my outdoor shots, like even the ones I posted of my six today, those were all outside ISO 100. So um, I'll show you a, an example here in just a minute. Aperture or f-stop, how many people have heard that? You know, if, if you follow film, you should pr pretty much understand what aperture is. But if not, aperture controls the brightness of the image that passes through the lens and falls on the image sensor. Let me pause there. A lot of people always want to know, Chris, how do you get those beautiful blurry background and you have a very sharp um, subject in focus and then everything behind it is soft and it's beautiful. Well, you got to have a good aperture and the aperture that you want is between 1.4, which I'm circling here and 2.8 is what I shoot between. If you have that that figured out right there, one four to two eight on your aperture ISO one hundred. You're doing a, a real good job. It works best with a prime lens. So, next part is shutter speed. Shutter speed is really really easy to understand. If I'm running really fast, which I can't do, so let's just say that I get into a vehicle and I just pedal to the metal and it's flying down the road. If I shoot it at a shutter speed of 1 250th, 1 500, it's going to be blurry. It's going to be out of focus. If I shoot at a one, like a half a second or a quarter of a second, what's going to happen is it's going to be this long streak that you can't make out anything. But if I'm up there in like shutter speed 2000, 4000, it's going to freeze that image in frame, going to get it in focus. So look at it that way. Shutter speed is just that. It's how long the shutter's open. So click, click, done. So shutter speed is a measurement of time that the shutter is open, shown in seconds or fractions of a second. Like I just said, one second. Like if you wanted like one, you know, if you wanted like it in ones or twos or threes, like I've done this stuff but I typically do that at, at during nighttime photos when I, when I put my camera on a tripod and I know I'm not going to be moving it because the longer that the shutter's open, even you taking a breath can make you, can give you a blurry image. So what most people are probably wondering, like what I'm shooting outdoors is I'm shooting outdoors usually at 
one one thousandth, one twelve hundred, one sixteen hundred um, of a second because it does not allow as much light in, and it's just that quick. It's fast done, boom, takes takes the image. So let's back up to ISO, and we're going to look at. Uh, or first of all, any questions on this screen here? Does anybody have any questions? If you want to call in and we can talk about this, let me know. I will unmute you, and you can ask your question. Let me know. Dylan, okay, give me one second, Dylan. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm sitting here on my phone playing with like shutter speed and, and aperture f-stop ISO. It just kind of seems like all of these different things, as I play with them individually, all affect the light and darkness of the of the um, of the image. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, like you know, like if I bring the shutter speed down, it makes the 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 image darker. And I was just wondering why that is. Like these all kind of seem to control, I guess, indirectly the brightness and darkness of of the of the shot. Well. At that point, you're just going to have to make a judgment call because you're using an app, and an app is not going to be foolproof. It's not like your individual Canon or Nikon or anything like that. So you're going to have to work within the app. So if you start seeing – rule of thumb is is the lower the aperture or ISO and you're getting a darker image, great, because that means that it's going to be sharper. It's not going to be as grainy and you're still going to have a higher resolution than you would if it's brighter and you're compensating. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. So I guess the shutter speed's probably the less, cause I'm using just like my basic camera on my phone. Uh, I know you'll probably get into good apps later, but probably I will. just yeah. look into those. What, what, uh, what phone are you using by the way? Galaxy S nine plus. Okay. I'm not real familiar with the stock camera that's on that, but Typically, if you can get it out of anything auto and get into manual, where yeah. you can take over a lot of the manual controls, that's going to help you. Do you have a, I mean, I'm going to get into this later, but do you have like a, like a raw setting on your, on your uh, phone? Or yeah, no? it gives me a pro setting where I can adjust the ISO, the aperture, shutter speed, white balance, all that good stuff. Oh, by the way, and, and I know you asked this question earlier. I'm going to get into it on the reasons why, but set your auto, um, set your white balance to auto, and I'll get into the reasons why in just a little bit. Okay. W without me looking at, like, I just don't know the inner workings of a Galaxy S9 and, and the stock stuff on it, but if you could, I mean, later on, if you want to work with me individually on that, I'd be more than happy to do a Zoom meeting with you, and we could do this back and forth, so it's fine. Okay. All right. All right, gotcha. Anybody else? Anybody else want to come in? Um, Christopher Webb says, my grasp is basically all these are controlling light exposure. Is that somewhat in the ballpark or am I way off? You're, you're in the ballpark. You're in the ballpark. You know, knowing what the, what the reason for the ISO is, which I'm about to show you a visual representation here in just a second. Uh, Understanding what the f-stop or the aperture does. The f-stop or aperture, yes, it allows the light to pass through the sensor. But if you go to an f1.4, that's going to give you that beautiful what they call bokeh, or you got a very sharp uh, subject. In this case, it would be a mask, and then everything behind it is soft. So the lower you can get that f-stop while maintaining a decent exposure you're going to create those depth of field shots. So 
Um, shutter speed, like I said, is basically how long that, that, that gate is open to allow that shot to take place. The faster the shutter, the, the more, like if you got a football game going on, this might help you, Chris. Um, if you got a football game going on and you got your camera out, would you get a, a clear shot of the play if you're at one two fiftieth of a second or one four thousandth of a second? I'm looking for your answer in the chat. Yes, absolutely. Daniel Lee hit it. One four thousandth because it's literally open for one four thousandth of a second. It's going to freeze that, that shot. So, um, there, Chris, it, it, it will make sense as we go on. I promise if anybody wants to take me up on one-on-one -on -one lessons after this, if it still doesn't make sense, you know, I'll be more than happy to help. I'm sure Michael Bitterman can get in here later. He can attest. I've worked with him for a couple of months and look at his shots now. I mean, it's not, it's not hard if you're willing to put in the time. So, all right. This is going to move on. This is an example of the different ISO settings, okay? Let me ask a question because everybody can see this. The one on the left is ISO 100 or ISO 200. The one on the right is ISO 3200. Which, which is the better picture? Left or right, which one's the better picture? Left, I see left, left. Why is the left picture better than the right? That's a better question. It's less grainy, yes. So does that, does that give you a visual rep representation on why you should always try to not go above ISO 800? Let's look at this. ISO 100, very clear. ISO 200, it's still clear. ISO 400, starting to get some grain in there. ISO 800, really starting to get some grain on there. You get to the 1600, really getting grain in there. And then as you as you move up, I mean, look at one or 12,800. That is ridiculous. That's almost like snow. So, um. Let me see. Christopher Webb says, kind of like overexposure to me. Um, I, overexposure of the image? Like, what do you mean? Um, so, yeah, ISO 200, ISO 400, ISO 800, that's, what you, that's where you want to be. So, moving forward, getting back to the aperture, these are, if, if we go back a couple slides... What I'm doing now is the visual representation of this, the three main rules of, of, the, of the camera. So Rick Ramby says, aren't high ISOs mainly for low light exposures like at night? Yeah, but Rick, you can, I would still keep the ISO 800 or below because you can put your camera on a tripod and open up the shutter speed to one, like a half a second or one or two or four, you know, and yeah, your shutter's going to stay open longer, but it's going to allow more light in. So uh, I, I would much rather have a very, like if I take a, 
a picture and the camera's sitting there for 10 seconds before it takes the shot, I would much rather do that with a low ISO because I'm going to have a clearer picture than cranking up my ISO all the way and have snow, what you see here. Like if you're taking nighttime photos and you're at 12,800 and you got snow on the screen, what was the purpose of it? Uh, Michael Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> I just saw that. That's Michael Bitterman. Uh, shutter speed 30 on a tripod with remote would be sex on film. Depends. De- now, yes, if you're at, if you're doing nighttime photography, if you're in the middle of say the middle of the day and use shutter speed 30 on a tripod with the remote, you're going to, it's going to be like Linda Hamilton and on judgment day when everything comes blasting through there, you're you're not going to see shit. Um, So anyway, moving forward, understanding the aperture of the F-stop. So what I was saying earlier, keep it at 1.4 to like a 2.8 at most a 3.5. Look at this, you know, a 2.8 is a large aperture. It's making sure that the most light can get through that lens. The more you stop down, which is why, which we'll get into zoom lenses, which is why zoom lenses suck because every time you try to move it, let's say you have an 1855 zoom lens that comes with your DSLR kit. Okay. Every time you have to zoom in with that lens, you're going to be losing your f-stop automatically because it's basically like an auto lens it's going to stop down and close down it's going to crush your shot and it's going to look like shit so uh, you know this means that if you have a small aperture at f16 less light's going to be allowed into that lens so this is supposed to be representing the lens does everybody understand that or is or am i speaking greek All right, perfect. Moving on. Everybody's moving on. So everybody's going to do a bathroom shot after this, right? With the flash on. Let's go back. For those that are just joining us, yeah. For those that are just joining us, we're done seeing this shit. We're done seeing that. We're done seeing all of your fucking clutter in your kitchen. We're We're done with this. So moving on, aperture example. This is an f2.8. These are 50 millimeter lens. This right here in the middle of the shot, you can see that that's in focus. Everything else around it is soft. You see if you jump up to an f8, look how much of the uh, 
soft exposure you lost on everything else. Still a decent picture, but it's not as artistic as that first one. Going all the way to an F-16, look, pretty much everything's in focus except for that one little spot back here. Then an F-32, pretty much everything's in focus past the, the 50 millimeter depth. So that's, I mean, if that's what you're going for, that's totally fine. But most people love, love getting that sharp focus on their subject and that soft focus behind them. Because again, going back to the beginning of our lesson, what is the most important thing in your shot? In, if you're shooting a mask, should be the mask. So the mask should be the most sharp thing in your image and pretty much the only thing you see. Everything else is pretty much unimportant. So moving forward, any, any questions there? Or, is, or has everybody got this part? Aperture F2, right there. Aperture F22. Which image to you is better? Left or right? Left. Okay, we got a left. Left. Right if, right if you like trees. And Chris, that's totally fine. You know, right? Per, it's, it's all personal preference. But if you're going for... I'm not saying that, you know, that you're wrong, Chris. But this is a portrait. All of your mask shots are portraits. Okay? On the left... Okay, on the left, who's more important? Her or the trees? DJ Pillars hit it right on the, right on, right on the head. On the right, since this is still a portrait, on the right image, for, for those that are saying, I like the right better, Okay, great. That's of the nature. Then you don't need the girl in there at all. That would be a landscape photography, and then you would be absolutely right. So, but for a portrait, the trees, the mountains, the grass, all that's not important. So that's why the aperture needs to be lower to focus in on her. Corey said it. Perfectly too. You know, the, the subject is your focus, not the background. Absolutely right. If the trees, the mountains, and everything was my was my subject, then she would need to be taken out of the shot because she's not important. She's not imperative to the shot. But since this would be a, a portrait of her, she has to be in the shot. So everything else is just window dressing. Do I use autofocus? I absolutely do. I don't live without it. And honestly, it really depends on, you know, I could get in, that's a more advanced class, but for the most part with my masks or I'm doing like a, like a shoot like this, um, I'm definitely going to use autofocus because I'm trying to get in, get out and be done. So, uh, but if I'm going to use manual focus, typically, you know, it just really depends on the shot I'm going for. But for the most part, I do autofocus. Um, let's see. Michael, can I, can I unmute you? I don't understand the question. All right. Give me a second. Hey, pal. 
Hey, what's up, buddy? Not much. So, what's the question? Three D or twelve uh, point? What, what I don't do have need? my camera. I don't have my camera handy right now. But it's the there's an option where you can the little dots on the screen that that you choose to focus on your subject, and it, it lights up red when you hit the, the 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 button to take the picture, and then it'll blur or not blur on the on the subject. Uh, and it gives you the options of there's like a three D where it gives you like multiple points of focus in the shot. Or there's like a 12 point. There's like multiple different. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's I, called. I forget. I, I see what you're saying. Hang on a second. So what he's talking about, guys, because there's probably people going, what the fuck is he talking about? What he's talking about is he's talking about your focus mode on a Nikon D3500, correct? Yes. All right. So what I have is I have mine set to wide. My area, my A, I'm on my 5600, but it's the same thing. Uh, AF area mode is on wide so I can I can pretty much catch everything and I have my uh, focus mode on AFS okay gotcha because here, here's a question like when when you're talking about a focus mode yeah you know that's that's a selling tool that Nikon and and um, Canon use oh we got 36 point tracking oh that's great Okay, if I'm doing video, but if I'm doing like these stationary shots, why do I need 36 points of focus? I need one. Yeah. Her. That's all I care about. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> it goes back to that whole thing again. If if you're shooting this action shot, a football game, 36 mm -hmm. points of focus is probably pretty valuable. Would you say? Sure. All right, but if I'm focusing on one subject, which is a mask or, you know, a chick waiting to get pregnant, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, I need I need one point of focus. That's it. Gotcha. That's all I have. That, Thank you. Does that does that answer it? Yep. Perfect. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Halloween Unleashed. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts. From Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed, on Instagram at Halloween Unleashed, and on Twitter at HWeen Unleashed. Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Halloween Unleashed.